This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Uh, today I'm joined by Tim Grice, Director of Search at Branded3. Hello, Tim. Hi there, Andy. Tell us a bit about Tim Grice and Branded3. What do you do there? Yeah, no problem. Well, Branded3 have, have been around now for probably 10 years. We started life as a development and design company, and in 2008, we, we launched the search side of the business. And, and now we're probably better known as a digital marketing agency with, with a search specialism. Um, about 80 people, probably going to be pushing 90 soon, um, and we're split between uh, Leeds and London. Leeds is our, is our head office. My main role here is to oversee uh, our search offering, which because of the uh, changing landscape and then the shift in everything, it covers content, it covers insight and analysis, covers PR and outreach and social media, a little bit of everything that, that really comes together to, uh, to create our search offering. Um, so I, I oversee them teams, they have separate heads of services and really my job is to, to make sure we're strategically heading in the right direction and, and to manage the, the, the teams and, and, the, and the heads of service. Fantastic. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, content marketing. It's a really hot subject at the moment and the, sort of the ever-shifting sands of content marketing. How, uh, from your viewpoint, how is the landscape changing? I mean, why is content strategy so important? I mean, what's happened to keyword analysis, for example? Yeah, well, well my background is search. It, it's SEO, PPC, and the whole search marketing side of things. So content strategy and content marketing has been around a hell of a long time. However, there's been a massive um, increase in, in, in interest around it and people wanting to get involved in it. And I, I firmly believe that has been caused by the change in, in what SEO is and how you go about delivering results from, from SEO. So in the last two or three years, there's been various algorithm updates by Google, which have penalized content, which have penalized links and the link building practices that, that were happening. So people now are turning to, to content in all its forms to deliver links, to deliver an engaging experience on, on websites rather than just focusing on keywords. So the biggest change in the landscape for all content strategies is becoming much more focused on what people actually want to find and what people actually want to engage in. Because just focusing on what they, you can pull out of the keyword tool or what you, can, um, you know, what you can get from your Google Trends is not enough to engage people and write in you know, a piece of bland content with that keyword in 4% of the time or what other, any other metrics we used to use as SEO sort of five, six, seven years ago. It's much more now about does this answer the query? And, and to answer the query, you need to understand the full intention behind why that user searched for it in the first place. Mm. So the landscape is changing because you can't deliver, you can't buy links, you can't manipulate the link graph, or you can, but you will end up getting penalized. Um, and you can't create content on your site just because you think it includes the keywords that you want to attract people from search. It has to, do a, it has to play a bigger role than that. And, and Google is starting to understand if your website is just there, to attract search from keywords or if it's there to, to comprehensively answer a search query. So, so that's why there's been a huge spike. And if you, if you look at a Google Trends graph and search for uh, and do a quick uh, bit of analysis on content marketing, you'll see in the last 18 months it has absolutely skyrocketed, probably yeah. by 30 40%, um, overtaking link building and other keyword trends on Google. So you can see that people are switching directly from looking for link building services and link acquisition to content marketing because they know it, 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 does, it does a similar job, but in a natural, much more qualitative way. I, I really get the feeling that there's a, a sort of um, a, a big change in thinking required here because uh, I talk to a lot of people and they, they, they try and kind of 
take the old style, I mean, old in quotes, we're talking about the internet here, the old yeah. style things like page rank, and, and they're trying to translate it into the sort of the content marketing direction. I mean, is engagement the new page rank? Uh, yeah. And how does good content strategy achieve this, if, if indeed it can? In, in lots of ways. For us at Brander 3, and, and, and it's been, I've, I've really pushed and driven this as much as possible, engagement is key. Now, you'll have different schools of thoughts, but ultimately, if whatever you're producing uh, for you, as part of your digital marketing strategy is not engaging, it will not serve its purpose. And, and I believe that's the same whether you're talking about SEO, whether you're talking about social media, uh, whether you're talking through your, your affiliate or your display or your PPC campaigns. Any of them, it, it absolutely has to be engaging. But just to, to wrap a little bit of context around that, PageRank, is, is, it, it was always a toolbar indication. No one actually knew what, exactly what PageRank a website had. It was, yeah. a, it was a little green bar at the top of your browser, which gave you an indication of, of the authority of a website. Google have, have recently publicly, I think they've, they've done away with it anyway, but for a long time they've been saying, look, don't really trust it. And the only way it's really been used, to be honest with you, is trying to understand if a website's been penalized because one day they might have had some page rank and the next day it's gone. Yeah. And that's about all it was good for. So trying to judge a website, how engaging a website is or how quality of a website is on the page rank is, is just fundamentally flawed. And trying to build links from sites with high page rank, again, is just, it, it's just way off the mark. It's meaningless. You, know, you can do it, but it, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, so engagement for us, is the new ranking factor. It's the thing you should be trying to achieve with your activity. Mm. For example, if you want to, to build your website um, uh, and put some content on there to attract new visitors and to engage the ones you had, let's say you want to build a page that, that you want to rank for credit cards. Mm. You'd have to think, right, okay, when somebody searches for credit cards, what is it they're really looking for? Because only a small percentage of those people are going to be looking to, to, to get your credit card to sign up, to, to ring you or, or to, to make an inquiry. So what do you do with the other 98% of people? What do they want to see? What do they want to, to know about? And that can often be fulfilled through a content strategy. So it could be that they're looking for credit cards with air miles, um, a 0% interest rate. It could be they're looking for um, bad credit credit cards or what they do if they have bad credit. And all this information, if you want to rank for the result of credit cards, you have to be comprehensive so that you engage as many of them users as possible. Now, you might not be able to engage all of them, but if you have a landing page that is just a quick call to action with credit cards everywhere within your text, that's not an engaging experience. And unless you're ready to purchase that credit card and you trust the brand, of course, you're just going to bounce back to Google and find the information you want elsewhere. So when it comes to getting better rankings and better visibility on Google, Google understand how engaging your content is because of the fact that when someone hits your website, how long does it take for them to come back to Google to find, you know, to refine their query? So you have to be engaging to maintain your positions. If you're not engaging, you know, you will drop your rankings across the board because Google can see people are not finding what they want. And your job in organic search is to serve that user. If we talk about it on a more of a content marketing sort of level sort of, or a link acquisition level, then it's exactly the same thing. If, you, if you're going to create an infographic that nobody really cares about, no one's willing to share, no one wants to read, or the data's not interesting and engaging, it's not going to do the job of acquiring new links naturally. You can go and buy them still, like you always have done, and risk penalties. But unless it's engaging, unless it's truly sort of, people are truly interested in it and interested in sharing it, you're never going to get them natural links and you're never going to get that natural traction. So everything you do, for me, it should be based on what people want putting it in front of them and obviously making it engaging. So that means put, you know, using the right content and using it in the right format. Mm. 
I'm wondering if uh, the phrase content strategy has a special meaning for you. A, a lot of people use yeah. it. I mean, to you, what's the difference between, you know, like a content strategy and like a, a content marketing approach? I think your content strategy is, is everything, every single touch point you, you use content for. So whether that's, whether that's video, whether it's, um, whether it's a visualization, whether it's plain text, whether it's, it's a game, uh, a quiz, whatever it might be. So content strategy, literally, it looks at everything. However, the way, because as I said, we have a specialism, and the way we tend to focus on content strategy is using your web assets, whether it be your, your social media accounts, whether it be um, your website or whatever it might be, to, to answer a question, to, to, to make sure that whatever somebody's searching for is being answered and being answered in, in, in the right way using the right format. So when we talk about content strategy, it's taking users that we want to attract and answering their question, taking them on that journey, and which obviously should end in conversion. So we look at it from what do they want when they hit the website? What information do they need to take into consideration about the products or services that we're offering? And then what information do they need after they've purchased or after they've been, you know, become a customer in order to, to retain them and, um, and keep the sort of the, the lifetime value high? Content marketing for us, uh, particularly is and, and given the fact that people are using it for link acquisition now mm. it's something you will do to raise normally awareness it's a piece of work you will do and, and you maybe use a, a partner who has you know, has the audience you want to attract and you'll do it usually a, a, as a one-off piece or as project type work where you will you, you will try to get in front of people you'll try and get it shared as much as possible and the ultimate aim is to get social shares get more brand awareness increase your following and, and attract links now, I know content marketing is used in, in, in lots and lots of different ways from simple infographics to the huge, um, we had David Bailey campaign that Samsung ran. But for me, that, that's what content marketing is. It's, it's a way of raising that awareness. Content strategy, in terms of how Branded 3 use it anyway, without that sort of digital search focus, is more about, okay, we've got this user base. We know what, roughly what they want. How do we deliver the content to them that helps them make a decision to purchase? and making sure we're very thorough throughout that process. So for us, that is the difference. But there are lots of thoughts out there. There are lots of uh, differences in opinion in terms of what it is. Yeah. But if, if you, as I said, if we go out to the beginning and we look at that, content marketing is a keyword trend on Google has been fairly flat for probably the last 10 years. And then in the last 18 months, it has just skyrocketed. And it's because people are using it as a way to attract natural shares, natural links, because manipulating Google just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, that's where we see content marketing playing a role. It's awareness, it's social, and it's search. We're getting link acquisition and raising the, uh, the profile of the business. I would suspect there's still quite a lot of people out there, I'm going to say people, organizations, small and large, that are still really kind of thinking about moving over to content marketing. I'm just wondering where their thinking should start. I mean, where do you start if you want to move to a more content marketing type approach? It's a lot more time consuming and, and the investment is much bigger than, uh, than going out there and purchasing your links or getting in touch with a few uh, semi-relevant bloggers and, and writing an article for them. It's, uh, there's a lot more to think about. If I was a business who had been, let's say, um, working in, in old ways in terms of SEO, uh, looking at keywords, making sure I had them on my website and and getting the odd link here and there from the odd sort of mid-level blog, I would take it right back to the to the beginning, and I'd start at my website, and I would look at, okay, these are my users, um, what do they want to find out? 
So I would look at I would still look at the keyword tool and find out what the variations were around the terms I wanted to rank for, not just not just the actual terms, but the sort of core terms. I would look at Google Trends. I would look at related search. Uh, I may even, depending on the size and scale, I may even uh, I may even survey my customers and users and ask them about how they use search and, and what they're really looking to find uh, when when they select a particular search query. And then I would build all that into, into a content strategy, making sure that the pages I wanted to rank for these particular terms were comprehensive, that I was answering all the questions. Now, that doesn't, doesn't just mean having thousands of pages targeted at every single keyword combination. It could be that you, you, you bulk topic areas together and you make sure there's very clear call to actions on your website where people can find that information. Mm. Um, so that would be my first step. It would be making sure my website was relevant and comprehensive because Relevancy doesn't mean you have the keywords on the page. That doesn't make a page relevant. Um, it's only relevant if it answers that topic area uh, sufficiently enough. Yeah. So that, that's the first thing I would do. And obviously, any best practice there in terms of in terms of the technical structure of it. So making sure it was fast, it was easy to read, and there was a good experience. Generally, I, I would look at as well. In terms of content marketing, it's uh, I would say it's a, it's a little bit more difficult for companies that have never done it before because. One of the key reasons is it's not easy. So whereas you might have been able to buy 30 links a month before or pay bloggers $30 a time to post on their website, content marketing is much more of a, a gamble because you can, you can do the research. You can think, right, that would be really good. I'll do this quiz. It will engage my, my user base on Facebook. And you might get no links from it or very few links. So I think there's just a, there's a change in mindset that needs to happen. And, and, and that is that even... Um, a good quality link is probably as good as, you know, 50, 100 low quality links. We're certainly of that mindset. So you have to change your mindset first. But ultimately what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to figure out where your audience is, where they're hanging out online, and how you can join that conversation. Or if you think you have something good enough to lead the conversation, build it and go in with that. Decide on what format you need to use. If, if all your audience from Pinterest, obviously it's going to be, very image heavy. Uh, yeah. We've done a lot of instructor graphics and things like that that work well on Pinterest. If your audience is hanging around um, on Facebook, we, we find that, well, recently anyway, videos, quizzes, you know, Facebook's the platform for them, really. News and views and insights and data do very well on Twitter. And if you have a, a you know, decent uh, PR strategy, obviously push it out to the journalists and, and publishers that you work with as well. Mm. Branded 3 has changed immensely. I mean, we've come from been an SEO agency to being um, very much digital marketing focused and looking at the broader thing. And as such, we've had to change our skill set across the business. So we've had to uh, hire in PR strategists. We've had to hire in content strategists and designers and um, you know people with, with different areas of expertise, uh, which make up what our search offering is. So if you're a business, you need to find out how you can buy them in or, or get an agency that can support you in doing that work. Yeah. You mentioned a little while ago about uh, the different types of content marketing, you know, sort of you know, editorial, yeah. video, um, infographics, things like that. What are the pros and cons of these different types? I mean, you did allude just now, you talked about Facebook and various platforms. What are the different types? What are they good and bad for? I think, generally speaking, content marketing, for, for us anyway, the, the, the pros of it are the engagement levels that you can get if, if you do it right. Mm. I, there's... <laughs> It, I think a lot of people go at content marketing and they think, right, okay, we need to we need to do an infographic or we need to create a video or we, we need to do a quiz 
without really um, identifying what the audience is really after. Some audiences will literally be after reading in-depth articles. If that's the case, videos, quizzes, you're wasting your time. So I think it it solely depends on who your audience is. And and if you use the wrong medium to uh, to try and influence them, then it goes horribly wrong. I think one of the biggest challenges at the minute that content marketing is facing and I think has done for a long time, to be honest with you, but um, it's becoming more and more prominent is, is is attribution and understanding how it's actually affecting the bottom line, how it's delivering revenue for, for a business. Mm. You know, we, we can run a campaign, we can say, oh, well, it got it got ten links, and look, you've got ten thousand uh, shares on on Twitter or Facebook. But it's understanding how we how we get to the revenue. And a lot of businesses, um, and the bigger the business gets, the harder this gets because you'd be speaking to a, you know, an FD, a financial director, who will want to know exactly where the money's been spent and how it's coming in. One of the biggest challenges is for content marketing is understanding how that delivers a result. So that's one of the key challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're looking, if you're if you're willing to invest and you're looking at the sort of the top of the funnel type of marketing activity, for me there is nothing better than, than a content marketing strategy. But the differences between them and, and the pros and cons between the, the different types, um, uh, it, it literally depends on who it is you're trying to, to attract and what audience you're trying to engage. Some are cheap, some are more expensive to run. If you're doing a big sort of uh, video campaign along with some uh, quiz or, or, or survey or data set, you're looking at a lot of money. If it's literally going to be um, a written article with some imagery based on some data you have that you think will work, obviously it's fairly cheap and can produce big results. But uh, it's it's really tying it back into to revenue. I think most companies are finding the biggest challenge at the minute with with content marketing. Yeah, I was just wondering about that because that's just like one of a number of things you need to look out for, isn't it? This sort of like notion of how does it affect the bottom line? What's that sort of connection between what we're doing and what's coming in on the bottom line? But what other common mistakes are there? Are there any sort of classic errors to avoid? Any sort of horror stories? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I, there absolutely are. I mean, there's there's a few different ones. We we tend to uh, have a lot of businesses that come to us and they, they fall into uh, old ways of working, classic sort of, you know, we want to rank for these four or 500 keywords, so we built a page for each of them with a little bit of content built around it. That there is a recipe for, for disaster, really, as far as your search is concerned anyway. Mm. Um, and, and it doesn't engage, so it doesn't even serve the user, so it, it literally is a waste of time. Now, the amount of websites we've had come to us that have just literally written 200 words on each page based around a keyword, with 500 different pages for each one, it, it, it just it will just get hit by Google's Panda algorithm um, or some kind of manual action mm. because it's not, it's not serving the user and it's not engagement. So that's I think people who uh, who aren't up to date with the industry and who uh, they think they're doing the right thing, they're doing the keyword research and they're building a site around keywords. It's just completely the wrong way uh, of doing things. I think the mistake on the content marketing side of things is it's just gen- it's cutting corners. You know, everyone goes on about how infographics have been done to death. It's not really that they've been done to death. It's actually that bad infographics have been done to death. People think if they take some really boring data and put it into a, to a nice image, it will do really well. And it's just it's not the truth. There's so many other factors that go into content marketing. So thinking you're going to get results by something that's quick and easy, that requires little effort, um, again, is is, is a, it's the wrong way of thinking about things. You need to be thinking how you can really add value and something interesting to a conversation. And you have to be willing to do it without a, a commercial motive. Uh, we find a lot of clients, they want to stick calls to action in their content marketing 
um, efforts. You know, yeah. if, it's, if it's a quiz, a big call to action at the end saying, you know, buy here or look at these products, the piece then just loses its integrity. And then your results from it, what you're really trying to achieve, um, it doesn't happen. So they're, they're probably the biggest, the biggest mistakes we see. It's just that, you know, what shortcuts are there that it can take? Um, and it's not, it's not the type of uh, industry or the type of work you can do now where, where shortcuts work. So there are obviously still people out there that, that are sort of uh, doing things the old way, working with keywords. I mean, you've probably seen this firsthand. What's happening to them? Are they just sort of fading away? or? Yeah. In terms, of, in terms of, I mean, some of the typical sites we're talking about or industries we're talking about here are um, local for one. So when you had uh, people like rated people, for instance, they will build a page for every single area in the UK uh, with very thin, very little, little amount of content. And their search visibility has and will suffer. I know they have a huge advertising and brand campaign as well, which will help them. But um, from a search point of view, that will suffer. And you see a lot of people who have a website, a generic website, trying to target every different location uh, in the UK or the US or wherever it might be. And all that's happening is their search visibility every month is being chipped away at to the point where they, where they have no um, natural organic visibility left. It just doesn't work for them. And yeah, and again, on the content marketing side, companies will make a, make a hash of it and they'll take shortcuts. It doesn't deliver the links, so they'll have to go out and buy the links. And uh, Google find out and they penalize them and their search visibility can literally uh, drop overnight. And if they get hit by Penguin or any of the other severe sort of algorithm updates, it will be a year, 18 months before they can actually fix that. So it's really, um, yeah, it's not a good place to be in if, if you're still sort of doing, you know, doing them old things. Uh, it's, it's, you know, we have so many clients who've come to us with penalties that we've, we've had to work on for over a year with significant investment just to get them back to where they were 18 months, two years ago. Uh, so they're stunting their growth by two years uh, by persisting in these ways of working. Well, Tim, thank you so much for, for helping us here with because it is a bit of a minefield. It's, well, not so much a minefield. It's a bit of a maze, isn't it? Sort of uh, this this sort of ever-shifting new area of content marketing or newish area of content marketing. So thanks so much for your insights there. No problem at all. I'm sure our listeners will find that quite useful. Talking of listeners, how can they find out more about you and Branded3? Yeah, well, uh, obviously the website, uh, branded3.com. Uh, if people uh, obviously come in and take a look at us there. Uh, if they want to find out more about me or, or send me a message or anything, best place is Twitter, uh, Tim underscore Grice. Get in touch with me on there. I'm more than happy to uh, to answer as many questions as, as needs be. Obviously, bear with me, uh, but I, I will always get back to people. Fantastic. Thanks, Tim. And thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, if you go to sitedivisibility.com forward slash IM podcast, that's where you'll find the show notes and big news. Drum roll. If I had a drum roll machine, I'd do it now. We are on Stitcher. Uh, if you've got any questions, we have two hotlines. We have an email hotline, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk, and we have a telephone hotline at plus four four if you're outside the UK or zero if you're in the UK, one two seven three two five six one five oh. And of course you can always find us in iTunes. So it's goodbye from me, Andy White. It's goodbye from Tim. Yeah, goodbye everyone, thank you. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends.
on a scale of one to ten, with one being completely straight mm-hmm. and ten being completely gay, what number are you? Um. You know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. A weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. A-Cast, 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 A-Cast recommends. recommends.